Welcome back to Mothering Earth, your home for sustainable living news. I'm Salwa Khan, and in this program, we're talking trash and what to do with it. That's right, recycle as much as we can, but there are some rules to effective recycling, and we'll learn about that from an expert. My guest is Ryan Beard from Texas Disposal Systems, a company that processes a lot of waste. Some ends up in their landfill, but a significant amount is recycled or composted and resold. They even recycle scrap metals and concrete. Let's meet Ryan. I'm here with Ryan Beard at Texas Disposal Systems. I'd like to welcome you first to Mothering Earth. And um, can you tell us a little bit about what you do here? Sure. First of all, thank you very much for inviting us to speak on your program, and we're excited to um, share what we've learned in the uh, over the years, and um, to be able to pass that on to people who are interested in, in learning. Um, I work for Texas Disposal Systems. We are a trash and recycle company um, based out of Creedmoor, Texas, which is near Buda. And uh, I've been working for them for the last uh, 12 years. And I have done a variety of different jobs for the company, but uh, currently I am in charge of a sales team that is doing trash recycling compost sales to commercial businesses. But now from your vast experience working in the company, you're gonna be talking to us about recycling. Correct. Um, So I wanted to start off by uh, asking you What is single stream recycling? I know that's something I have at my house, but I'm not quite clear on what it is. Um, Okay, well, traditionally we uh, used to do um, the small bins that you remember at your houses, uh, and and that was a a multi-source recycling, uh, meaning we would have the paper put at the bottom, the, the containers put on top, and then the guy would pull up in the truck and he would actually separate it there at the truck so he would have containers go into one hole in the truck and he would have paper going to the other the fiber going into the other single stream recycling is actually when we have a larger container there at the house and everything goes into the same container um, that makes it a little easier for the uh, for the customer for the resident um, and Definitely. with recycling you want to make it as easy as possible uh, you don't want to have any barriers to entry as far as recycling goes and so um, at that point it's uh, all put into the same truck and then it comes to our facility here at TDS okay um, so um, when I put all my recyclable stuff such as papers bottles cans into my single stream bin um, and the truck comes and takes it away where does it go sure it comes here to the texas disposal systems uh, material recovery facility um, or otherwise known as MRF, mrf okay. and uh, it is then uh, offloaded off the truck onto um, what we call the tipping floor um, and it's all commingled together with all the other residential recycling. And uh, at that point, it gets put into a conveyor belt-like system uh, where it's going to be separated into the different commodities. So we do that in a variety of ways. Uh, We have a lot of uh, human employees that actually separate um, Mm -hmm. some of the uh, non-recycling material, uh, such as hoses or 
things that people put in there, car parts even, uh, that are put into the recycling bin because they're metal. People think they're recyclable, and, right. and, and technically they are, but not through our um, through the conveyor belt. It'll, it'll mess it up. So we have humans to pick through that first. Uh, clothing is another one that people put in that's uh, often that is not uh, recyclable through that system. When it goes through, there's a variety of different mechanical mechanisms that will actually separate the material as well. So you'll have fans blowing paper one way. You'll have mm. uh, glass dropping out of the bottom another way. You can have everything ferrous material will be pulled out by magnets. magnets. And then um, we actually have what's called an eddy current that kicks um aluminum, non-ferrous material, off into its own area as well. So... Um, through a series of human and mechanical mechanisms, we separate those into commodities. At the end, they get baled, and then they go to market. So we sell that commodity um, as a bale to a end user. So, so what exactly gets baled? Like plastic and right. So paper? Um, plastic actually gets separated into multiple uh, streams. Meaning, uh, plastics number one gets separated into plastics number one, number two, and number two. Wow. And Is that then, a human? Um, no, the the, 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 machine. the the machines do that as well, wow. um, and then uh, plastics three through seven um, uh, are, are pulled off into their own and baled together. And then paper and and then that paper. Kind of um, you know, we want to keep as much separation as possible. Um, we want cardboard to go off into its commodity. Um, white paper, if that's uh, if that's if we have the ability to do it at the time, we would like to separate white paper and then newspaper as well. Uh, into their own commodities. And then once they're bailed up, what happens? They go off to market. So we sell them to an end user um, okay. who will reuse them. So there's multiple ways that end users can use them, whether it's closed loop recycling, which is an aluminum can becomes an aluminum can. Yeah. Um, or there are, uh, you can actually take like a, a bottle and make it into carpet, uh, things like that. So right. there are two different ways to do it. Uh, and both ways are done here at this site. You're listening to Mothering Earth. I'm Salwa Khan, and I'm here today with Ryan Beard of Texas Disposal Systems. And we're talking about what happens at the materials uh, recycling. Is it recycling? Recovery. Recovery, sorry. Materials recovery facility. Uh, and uh, so you were telling us about how uh, the baled material gets sold to people who are going to reuse that. In some way, um, how much? How much is uh, out of out of all the uh, trash that would normally be coming to the landfill? Um, do you have any idea how much of that now gets uh, recycled through this facility? Yeah, we are roughly diverting about fifty thousand pounds of recycling an hour here at this facility, uh, which is roughly two million pounds of uh, recycling per week right. at this facility that would typically be going into the landfill. That's pretty impressive. Um, now, I understand there are even larger items that can be recycled. I've been reading your website. Um, so tell us about those. What kinds of things that people might not think about can be recycled? Sure. We, uh, From the beginning, the, the owners of TDS have always uh, thought of us more of a of a uh, way to um, use materials um, in, a, in a different way. Um, they started in the scrap metal business, um, and from there they moved into trash, but always had that uh, in the back of their mind that they wanted to be able to divert as much as possible for future, future reuse. Um, there is 
there, there are two ways of doing it. One, throw it straight into the earth and have it be the cheapest way. And another way is to figure out what to do with it, that we can reuse it again and not throw it into the earth. And that's what they've chosen to do. So uh, a few of the things that we do here at the site, um, one of our biggest things is our food waste uh, or composting program that we have here at Texas Disposal Systems, which is, um, uh, you know, we can take uh, food waste from schools, from prisons, from restaurants, uh, and mm-hmm. make that back into soils to be reused and sold through our Gardenville uh, locations, right. which, um, which Texas Disposal Systems owns. So that becomes compost that you can Correct. Buy, that yeah. becomes compost. Um, and then we have uh, concrete recycling right now. Uh, so uh, we take concrete, crush it up, and make it back into aggregate, which becomes road base or future wow. concrete in the, uh, in the future. Um, you can take big items like cars, and we can recycle cars or uh, refrigerators, uh, you know, washers, dryers, appliances. All of those can be recycled here at the facility as well. So the, then those are, what, what is it you're recovering from them? Is it the metal? Or Mostly you, metal, yes. Okay. Um, uh, all the metal from uh, the appliances. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then uh, I know there are some uh, materials. I mean, you talked about food, food waste recycling, but that's not something that a homeowner does right now, or is it? Not in Wimberley. Okay. Um, right now, we have several communities that that are diverting composting uh, okay. at the curbside. So, uh, a few of those communities um, that are doing it are doing it really successfully, um, and we plan to expand that in the future and offer it to more locations. Yeah, yeah, composting is a good thing. Um, so, um, what? I guess I want to go back uh, all the way to the beginning to say, or to talk about why why we recycle you know why can't we just throw everything in the landfill what's wrong with that well uh, that goes into multiple uh, different areas but uh, let, let me say you know landfills are very expensive and so hmm. we at texas disposal systems have a commodity and that's space in the earth and so the longer we can make that space in the earth last the better it's not only for us but for the community that's using it okay. Uh, the next landfill will be placed in somebody, uh, you know, in, in some some other location, and it'll be farther out, and there'll be more cost to taking it out there. So there is a financial benefit to mm-hmm. recycling, not only because of the commodity itself, but the the saving of the landfill. The longer we can make the current landfills last, right. the better it is for the community as a whole. Um, so that's one reason. Uh, the other reason it's the right thing to do. Um, when I'm, when I'm educating the children in school, um, I have an activity that has um, the kids become a commodity. And you, can, you, you become a piece of glass. And I can say, now, after I'm done drinking this bottle, where do I go? And you have two options. Well, you have multiple options. But you have the MRF or you have the landfill. If you go to the MRF, you're going to be reused as something. And you don't have to go back to the earth and take a commodity from the earth, right. but you can actually go to the re- recovery facility and do that. And so the kids really try to understand why they're doing what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. Um, and uh, I often ask, you know, where does paper come from? And they're like, trees. And I'm like, that cake's from the earth. Mm-hmm. Where does, um, you know, iron come from? The earth. Where does, you know, all these materials come right. from the earth? And there is a limited commodity. What 
we don't know how limited it is, but no one can argue that it's unlimited. Yeah. And so at some point, um, our our oil, our our uh, different commodities will be gone. And so uh, that's another way. That's another reason to recycle. You're listening to Mothering Earth. I'm Salwa Khan. I'm here with Brian Beard of Texas Disposal Systems, and we're talking trash. Um, But right now, it's time for a break. We're back now. You're listening to Mothering Earth. I'm Salwa Khan, and I'm here today with Ryan Beard of Texas Disposal Systems, and we're talking about items that can be recycled. Um, Ryan, you were just talking about why we recycle and why we can't just put everything into the landfill. Um, one thing we didn't talk about was methane. Can you talk about methane and how that comes from landfills and how we can sort of divert some of it so we don't have so much going into our uh, atmosphere? Sure. Um, when you when you put anything that it, um, breaks down uh, organically, um, methane comes from that process. And so all landfills produce methane, but um, methane's not good for the environment either. So the more we can divert, especially green waste and food waste, the less methane we put in compared to it, uh, an average landfill of our age. And that's one of the main reasons is we try to divert as much you know, lumber and uh, green waste, brush waste, um, outside of the landfill to be reused as compost. Uh, one thing uh, that I think uh, people may not necessarily know is how to prepare things that they are going to put into the single stream recycling bin. Um, in terms of, you know, do we need to wash out the water bottle, I mean, the juice bottle or things like that. Can you talk about that? What kinds of things do we need to know? Ideally, you want it to be as clean um, and as possible, and you want it to be loose, meaning don't bag it. Um, when you put it into, you know, the little grocery bags or a, a kitchen bag, that goes into the truck, then it goes onto the tipping floor, and then it gets into our machinery, and it will actually clog up the machinery. Mm-hmm. So the more we can educate people on just put it into your cart, loose and clean, the better. Um, you want it to get as clean as possible. Um, that's the best way to answer that question is I, I want it as clean as possible, yeah. but it, you know we'd rather have it recycled than not. Um, so, so, so if I put, uh, let's say I open a can of beans and I empty it out and I just sort of quickly rinse it, but there's still some stuff in there, and I put it in the, in the bin, when it goes through the facility, is it going to be uh, taken out and thrown away, or what happens? That specifically will be recycled. Um, th- there'll be some other situations where um, if you have a half jar of peanut butter left, 
um, or there's a lot of food waste, anything pretrustable shouldn't be going through the recycling. So like I said, just try to give it a rinse out, try to get as much of the food waste out as possible so that um, the end product is usable. Um, and then are there certain plastics that I can't put? I, I heard one time that I shouldn't put, for example, I have cats, and um, you know the cat litter comes in these big um, buckets, and I was told that I shouldn't put those in the recycle. Uh, yeah, you can recycle that, actually. Um, as long as it's clean, uh, uh, you know, cleaned out, then we're okay with taking that. That is one of the three through sevens plastics. Um, they are what we call rigid plastics in the business, and they are recycled. Uh, typically, that's not a closed-loop recycling, meaning it does not become another plastic container. Right. It usually becomes another product, so carpet or filler in a oh. coat or things like that. Okay. Um, and are there, uh, I know that you have a program uh, that you do with, with uh, young people. Can you talk about that? And also, are there any programs like that for older people, adults? <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, one of the stories I like to tell is about uh, how America started recycling uh, back in the day, and we started with Give a Hoot, Don't Pollute, and um, how that quickly became a recycling campaign. Um, and you know, don't mess with Texas was really big as well. Right. But um, that was over the last you know forty years we've been learning how to recycle. Right. Um, and one of the hard parts about recycling is that the rules always change, and we know that. Um, but when there is a end user that can start using a product that we can recycle, we we let people know that, and that's when they start recycling that product. Right. So over the years, more and more companies have figured out how to use the material at the end. So that's why the things change. Right. Um, so you know, over the years, we really learned how to uh, recycle. But uh, as far as composting. Uh, that's a very brand new process, and so we've had to start ed educating the public as a whole on on composting. Mm. The best teachers are the are the kids, and so we start mm. with the kids, and they make sure it happens at home. Um, and that's been proven over and over again with our with our. Uh, so they students. go home and tell their parents. And when we tell them, you know, this is the best thing to do. You know, this is composting. This is why we do it at the schools. We're diverting the food waste to make it back into soil to be put on the trees outside of the school. They go home and say, "Mom, that's not trash. That is a banana peel that can be, you know, uh, uh, used as compost in the future. So don't throw that away." And so we've had a lot of at-home composters start from this program as well. Um, you know, in 2009, uh, we worked with Austin ISD in starting the first composting program for the schools, and uh, we started by. Uh, going to one of the schools and actually pulling out all their trash and figuring out what was recyclable and what wasn't. Mm -hmm. And we learned quickly that about 50% of their trash was food waste and that could be easily diverted. And so we talked to the schools and said, hey, let's do a pilot program. Let's take four of these elementary schools and see if we can divert um, and teach the students how to divert uh, away from the one trash can into a compost trash and recycle can. Right. Um, they picked it up extremely quickly. And so Austin ISD then the next year took it out to all uh, 200 schools. So it was a really successful program. We've been doing it for the last six years, roughly. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's been a really successful program. Um, 
now we're going to adults now and so we have concert venues that we do composting at like uh, acl is probably one of our biggest ones where we offer food uh, waste recycling at all of acl now so we do all the trash recycle and compost for acl and we're diverting uh it's up to about 70 percent diversion uh for acl now which is um you know they produce a lot of waste so we also do all the waste um and uh, trash recycle and compost at like Dell Diamond and so that's a ballpark venue but sure. it's a um, you have to educate daily on that so there's a lot of signage there's commercials during the during the innings that teach people how to do that yeah. um, it's it's a slow process but um, people are picking it up quickly um, you know they get to one of our venues and they see the trash compost and recycling and they kind of bring up their trash and they're they kind of do what we call the recycling dance which is where does this go exactly right. so they start separating it but people are really good about separating it most of the time yeah and and what happens if if uh in the food waste you get a lot of things that shouldn't be there does that mess up the whole system or, or what happens uh, yes it does it does um, <laughs> so um if if we have a lot of contamination um on a project then um a lot of that would go to the landfill so we have our employees or uh, the venue's employees to make sure that doesn't happen so um we down to the point like at acl where we actually have staff that stand at each one of the oh. uh, trash cans to make sure people are understanding why they're doing it right um, ACL feels really strongly about that, and so they've actually um, made a deal with the the people that stand at the can that they get a free ticket at the end if they you know stand and do yeah. volunteer work for the first part. Right. So, um, but yes, contamination is a big issue with with composting. Yeah, talk to us about what should not go in the recycle at this point. Okay, um, there are there. It is a constantly changing market, just Mm -hmm. to let you know. So um, you're talking about what we call in the business aseptic containers. Mm -hmm. That's not something out of the ballpark. um, But we have an end user willing to take it. Right. Or it's not recyclable. Sure. And so we can't accept something yeah. that no one else is accepting at the end. Right. So right now there's no one accepting aseptic containers at a reasonable rate. Okay. So we, we cannot accept that at this point. Now, will it come back in the future? We hope. Um, there's also gable top containers, which people know as milk cartons. Oh. Um, milk cartons are being done in several different ways. Uh, curbside, we cannot take them currently. Uh, so... Uh, so, Again. so anything that's and that's because of the wax on the it, it's either the, it, it's either the wax or a lot of them have a plastic lid in a in a cardboard box right and so those are two different commodities and so they're okay. hard to separate or sometimes they're lined with um, a, oh, an aluminum okay. right uh, to keep them cool or um, yeah. uh, sanitary so there's several different um, reasons why we can't do it currently, but essentially it's because of an end user that 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 is not purchasing it at this point. Um, other things that people put in their recycling that shouldn't be put in there that are not really recyclable, um, like I said earlier, coat hangers isn't often mis oh. mis misdone because they say it's metal, yeah, so it should go in there. But what happens is it goes into either the truck or into the conveyor belt, and it just gets wrapped around uh. the machinery. Um, garden hoses, rubber hoses, things like that. Uh, we yeah. can't recycle those as well. Uh, clothing is not recyclable through the curbside. I want to make the distinction that clothing should be recycled, but you should take it to a either thrift you know a, a thrift store, a, yeah. a Goodwill type facility, 
to um, ensure that that's being reused. Right. What about things like um, uh, bags of chips, you know, the bag that, that it comes in? Uh, that is not con- that, that is not recyclable through the curbside either. Um, in fact, there there are no um, recycling programs that I'm aware of in Central Texas that will take a chip bag, things like that. Um, then you have the um, what's the plastic bag? You know, the thin plastic as far as. Um, oh, that you get at the grocery store? Either the grocery store, the dry cleaner, things yeah. like that, which those are all recyclable plastics, but we cannot take them at curbside, um, mainly because of the machinery that we use. Um, okay. They're just not... We, so is we there can't. some other way that we can recycle them? Or? Um, there are some take-back programs. I'm not sure in the Wimberley area what those take-back take back programs would be. Okay. Um, uh, ATB will take back bags, mm-hmm. uh, and typically they'll take back any kind of plastic. Um, that film, plastic film, is what we call it. Right. They'll take all that back in the same uh, same way. What about aluminum foil? Like after as, I've used it, as long as it's clean, <laughs> as long as it's clean, we're we're okay to take that. Oh, really? Yeah, just ball it up and throw it in there, and we're fine with that as long as it's clean. Okay. Um, aluminum uh, aluminum typically has food waste on it, yeah. so just make sure that's off of it. Right. And we'll be happy to ball really? it up and throw I it in there. Know, didn't know. Sometimes you may not be sure whether a particular item can be recycled. Texas Disposal Systems has a website, texasdisposal.com, where you'll find what they call their waste wizard. Enter an item name, and the wizard tells you what to do. They also have a waste sorting game that both youngsters and adults might enjoy. There are many good reasons to recycle, so help our Mother Earth by recycling everything you can, composting food and garden waste, and as much as possible, limiting your purchase of anything that comes with packaging. Until next time, this is Salwa Khan signing off for Mothering Earth.